So I find that people set up a plan to fail from day one when it's not aligned with what they actually want at the core of them, what they're willing to sacrifice for. Welcome to the Disruptance Podcast. Here are your hosts, Eric Forney and Michael Bounds. Every week on the show, we aim to disrupt the way real estate agents and entrepreneurs think about their business in order to make them more profitable and productive. And Mike, this week, I want to disrupt the way agents feel about business plans by sharing the eight ways that agents fail to achieve their goals. And so we want to flip a little bit of the episode on the head and let's, we could talk about all the ways to be successful, but that's what every other boring show is doing. Yes. So what I want to talk about is why um, people make business plans and fail to achieve their desired outcome. And I see um, these patterns show up a lot when coaching other agents, but I think more than anything, when I go and reflect on my own life or my own business or the way I am thinking or feeling about myself or about my business in the moment, what I, what we've really defined as the eight ways that we've failed. We've failed. Like these are all things that we've done. (laughs) And so, um, I just want to make that disclaimer because I want people to understand that, that, that trying to achieve perfection is a plan that's already been predetermined to fail. And, and so I want to share the ways that, um, that we have failed and continued to fail um, so that others can, one, give themselves permission to understand that um, at trying to strive for perfection is unattainable. Grace. And it's just iteration, right? Being an entrepreneur is, is, a, is a game of iteration. It is, a, it is a journey of becoming the best you possible and the medium to become the best you possible is business you know i say that business and parenting are two of the best ways to grow as a person because nothing will test you more and require you to get better every day than having to be a parent and having to try to lead people who have no loyalty and no requirements to necessarily be with you tomorrow right right and so um, it's crazy how similar they it are. It is so similar. And they are <laughs> like and they always require you to be better every day. And that's the beauty of it, right? There is no finish line. We talked about that a couple of weeks ago. There isn't an outcome yeah. or an end point. It is just you on a journey. It's the journey. Getting better as as a self. And yeah. so one of the, the one of the number one ways that I see agents fail is not having clearly defined and aligned goals. I want to go back to that. Clearly defined and aligned goals is the, those you have to have your goals set clearly and they have to be aligned with what you actually want authentically what you as a person want not what sounds good when you tell other people about it but if but they have to be actually aligned with your core values and your beliefs about the entire you the person yeah tell me more about like give me an example of that so i think that um if If someone says that the most, um, that what they want to be is the greatest parent possible and their definition of how they would be, um, winning at being the best parent possible is that they're going to pick up their child and take their child to school every day and, um, be on the PTA and volunteer to come in and bring cookies for lunches and, and birthdays and those are all noble things. That's that's great. Fantastic. Yeah. That's awesome. However, you probably aren't also going to have enough time in the day to run a triathlon every, every week or every month and 
um, sell five houses a month and do all the other things that you uh, potentially want to do in your life. So I find that people set up a plan to fail from day one when it's not aligned with what they actually want at the core of them, what they're willing to sacrifice for. Right. What are you willing to give up after you've defined your goal? It's almost like they, we, we, we throw out, um, like we just throw out a number. Yeah. We just throw out a goal and then we don't really reconcile how that affects our life. So like we either don't plan or when we do plan, it's a poor plan that cannot be executed. So those are the two. That's, I mean, I know I have, I have been a victim, like I don't want to say a victim. I have done this myself in my business and um that's not a place for you to be like literally if you set up a plan uh that is that's made it's you're you're going to you're going to fail from the beginning if you if you bite off too much too much to that you can you know chew yeah absolutely so you can't you can't say that you want to um be highly spontaneous and then also um say that you want to run an iron man and uh sell 150 homes this year so how do you do that? You just got to get clear. That's, That's the right. thing. You got to get That's clear right. on what it is that you actually want. Yeah, you have to get really clear on what matters the most. You know, I love that Gary has talked about a lot how um, how he could have built Keller Williams faster, and he would have had to have give have given up things that he was unwilling to give up in order to do that. Okay, because he wasn't willing to give up his marriage. He wasn't willing to give up more of his health, because there was times in which both of those two things failed. And, um, and he wasn't willing to do that more or again in order to build the company faster. And guess what? It still worked out pretty well, right? Yeah. It's still the largest real estate company in the world. Right. It's just that maybe it took a few years longer than what he would have liked for it to have taken. And yet it gave him what he actually wanted, which was his health and his, his marriage and his family. I, I was just having a conversation with another agent, uh, an agent the other day, and she was on a she she it was in a recruiting type thing. We were sitting down, and she's she was on a team. Uh, she had left the team, and the team she was on did twenty four million, and so she was like, "I want to do twenty four million." So we sat there and we were talking, and she so she sold about three houses per month, and uh, so she was doing well. She did good. Yeah. So she had never taken the time to go back and do the math on what it takes to get to 24 million. So we sat down and we said, okay, you want to do 24 million. What does that look for? Like, and we took, we knew her numbers. We knew how much her average sales price was, how many, and we literally broke it down. And if you sell four house, four buys and four sales per month, that's 24 million. And yeah. when I, when I was able to articulate it in a way that was so clear, she was like, I can so do that. So that is your job is the business plan. Okay. What is it that you want to do? Get clarity on what it does to take that and then reverse engineer. What are the activities that are going to lead to that big project, which is whatever that number is. And so one of the easiest examples I hear regularly is that people want to make $100,000 $100,000 or people want to make a million dollars, right? Those are the two easiest ones. Yeah. You hear these round number responses and I've been guilty of these things before. And what I realize is if they're not aligned to what you, what that will get you or what that does for you, then your actions will not line up to, to actually get the outcome. Right. And, and that's because if, 
if when you make a hundred thousand dollars that becomes your worth then it's not likely to be the outcome that you get there has to be something else that is that is attached to why you want that goal specifically in order for you to attain it oftentimes you mean money doesn't bring happiness <laughs> well it's diminishing returns you gotta have right. a big why right? yeah that's right it, it, i love that that money that money does bring diminishing returns happiness at a certain point right it it certainly does bring an aspect of and an element of happiness to it however um it, it does have diminishing returns for sure happiness is fleeting like yeah. you're happy at that one moment you have the dopamines but as soon as the money's gone yeah. Yeah. You know, you got different problems. So. so so, in order to avoid failure, the agent has to clearly define and align their goals. And the alignment has to be on what they actually want and what they're not willing to give up in order to get that. This is the thing, y'all. You want to make a million dollars, it takes some sacrifice to yeah, take. Absolutely. So, a lot of people say, I want to make a million dollars, but when it take, when you find out what it takes to make a million dollars, you might not be willing to make, you might be willing to do it. So that's right. You have to have clarity on what it is that it takes to do that goal. And then you got to be willing to do it. Yeah. Yeah. uh, Like I want a six pack, but I'm not willing to do what it takes to get one right now. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. You see, you see how I'm rolling. (laughs) (laughs) So I find, in fact, that actually leads me to number two, which is that we don't, prioritize self-care, right? Either we don't understand self-care because we're in an industry where so much of what we do is centered on serving someone else and their goals and their life and helping them get through the challenges, through the stress, through the most um, anxious time of their life, arguably, that we, that we neglect to prioritize ourselves. We neglect to be selfish with the things that actually give us energy so that we can go serve people more effectively. I'm guilty of this one. What seems like every week. This is the worst thing that I'm totally (laughs) terrible at. Cause I, you know, there's a, like people say work life balance. I like work life, smirk life. Like everything is one big blur. Um, The one thing is though, is, um, and I know I've talked about this on the show. I'm very transparent. I burned out. And so my job on the daily is actually, um, the one thing that I've learned uh, in 2021 uh, is the less I do, the doper I am. Okay. And so um, by me, that's self-care. Like when you take everything on and the cumulative like anxiety that comes along with running a big business, um, if you don't take care of yourself, um, that manifests itself in ways in your business that you do not want. How do you, how do you, what is self-care for you? Like what would be an act, what would be something that you, that you do for self-care? So I don't, I, to me, um, by me having following a system and a routine that allows me to run at a level to where I'm, I don't have the, the distress or the anxiety being able to unplug being able to take time away and not think. And actually what happens, like when you take time away, great ideas come up. Yeah. And then I write them down and then I'm able to implement them when I'm back into the, like people don't understand, like when you're getting your teeth kicked in, you're learning a lot, but you're not able to implement what you're learning until you're able to step back 
and I say heal, take a step back. Like when you're in the gym, yeah. you lift weights, you're lift, and then your growth comes from resting. Yeah. And yep. that's the same, this is a muscle. My growth, people ask me, Mike, you've grown so much. How have you, how have you grown? You know why I've grown? I've taken a step back and I reflect and I now implement when I was getting my teeth kicked in, all those lessons that I learned. Yeah. And so uh, self, self-care, uh, I just, I, I, I run at a level where I never get hot. Does that make sense? It does. Um, for me, I think it's probably even more tangible, arguably, than that. Is I've had tried to audit what what gives me energy and what takes energy. Absolutely. And and then do the things that I find that like what would what would I do if I had a week to do nothing? What were the activities that I would do? Right. What are the what are the things that I would desire or want to do um, if I had nothing else to do today or this week or this month? And um, and so for me, some of the things that I find are, are best for like Lauren and I were in Vermont a few weeks ago and um, went to the spa at the at the resort. And I was like, man, I might stay here all damn day. Like I think they had this like sauna, steam room, hot tub, like massage, like circuit circuit. I'm like, I'm just going to just do this until they close. Like I probably (laughs) made the damn steam room sauna and hot tub circuit like three times. And I did it while I was listening to stories. I like, and I think about like, what are the things that I, I used to love to do as a kid? Because they're probably things that as an adult, I somehow fell out of love with because I didn't do them anymore. Yeah. And when I was a kid, I used to love to write stories and listen to stories and uh, because of like the imagination that comes with having to like write and then mm-hmm. hear hear good stories, so I'll listen to like everything from um, the Wondery podcast um, company. So I like that's like the one app that I'll pay the premium subscription for because the storytelling is amazing. They do a great job. And so I'll sit. I sat in the sauna and the hot tub and listen to stories all damn day long. Yep. I say I um I listen to books a lot. Um, I think a lot. I pray a lot. Like that's my self care. Like I spend a lot of time praying, and uh, when I pray, it's just thinking. And so, um, self care for me, I was terrible at this. I was balls to the wall, red line, and you just can't. Uh, you just have to unplug. Well, I know for I know that for me, my my number one priority for 2022 is to be more like Tyler. I'm going to uh, prioritize my uh, physical health above all other aspects of my business plan for next year because, um, one, I've done a terrible job at it, and it's, and it's showing up in my, uh, in my waistline here. And, two, um, you know, I track, like, everything in life. And, um, and when I look at, like, my watch, when I look at my heart rate, when I look at, like, the health of uh, sleep that I get, it is, it is gradually getting worse by the day. And that's something that um, I have to uh, make a priority if I'm going to actually achieve the longer term goals that I have. Yeah. Right. Is that I actually I have to make that priority number one. So making health above all else a priority actually leads me to um, failure reason number three, which is that 
I and others, all of us, underestimate the power of compounding. Totally. Right? It's like I just, I just said how I underestimated the power of compounding in, as it pertains to my physical health. Right? It's day after it's day I thing. made a choice that didn't align with my long-term goals. And as a result, I wake up one day and then my heart rate is higher than it, than it was 18 months ago or 24 months ago. And so we, we neglect to realize that, we, that the Big Mac that finally caused us to have a heart attack wasn't actually the Big Mac that caused us the heart attack. It's all the other Big it's Macs. It's every Big Mac that compounded <laughs> before that, right? right? And so what we find is that for agents who fail to hit their goals, it's because they underestimate the power of consistently done activities over time, right? It is doing an activity every day, that gets you a little bit closer and a little bit closer and a little bit closer to one day having exponential outcomes and exponential results. But it's all of those little days that you have to show up and put in the work to finally get the outcome. I tell people all the time, everybody wants to lose weight. Nobody wants to go to the gym. Yeah. That's the, that's the thing. Like it's going to the gym every day. You didn't, you might've gained 0.5 pounds a day, but one day. Yeah, that's right. After two weeks, it's going to start falling off and you just got to keep going. And it might not and in business and in real estate. It might not be two weeks, right? Like it, I mean, I see, in fact, we have an agent who, who is with us, who, uh, who's incredibly talented and, and showed up and did the work. And after 10 months sold one house. And then by the time his 36 month rolled around, he'd sold 75 houses in the last 12 months. But in the first 11, he showed up and did the job consistently and got one sale. By year three, he was selling 75 homes a year. Wow. Because of the compounding effect of the work put in on the front end. You know, I was sharing with the team last week, we did our goal planning advance as a, as a team. Um, and, and I sold seven houses my first year. And yet it paid off pretty well because I continued to like compound the activities on the front end before it finally worked its way out to being really effective by like year two and three. Right. But you have to do all the hard work on the front end and understand that consistency is the win. That's it. Measuring the outcome is not the way to set a goal. Having action-based goals that compound over time or what generates massive exponential results. So measure the days you go to the gym, not That's necessarily right. the scale. That's right. That's rich. That's right. So measure the days you show up at the office and put in the work um, as a real estate agent and, and meet people to talk about real estate. That's the actual win itself. That's the win. Right. So, so the win has to be shrinking it down to something that's actionable. I, so I saw this picture, and I don't know if you guys can imagine this. I saw a picture where there's a ladder. There's two ladders. There's one ladder where the, the rungs are spaced, where the guy can climb up to the top, and there's the exact same ladder, and there's space to where the person can't reach. If you set your goals to where you can reach everyone, you're going to go up that ladder. But if you set that goal too high, you'll never hit the first rung. Yeah, that's right. That's right. And, and that's you, all you're saying. Yeah, that's right. Is that you have to you have to do it uh, in a way that's achievable, in a way that's actionable, and then you have to celebrate that win. Yeah, right. It's it's not achieving the 
100th closing this year that is the win. It's the showing up on Monday when you don't want to show up on Monday and doing the work. And then when you're done, you're done. Go home. Yeah. So that you can show up again tomorrow and do the work. It's every day. Time on. Every day. That's right. So if you do all the work one day, this is, I'll have somebody say, well, we'll say lead generate making phone calls. Make 50 phone calls every day or they'll come in and they'll make 300 phone calls. That's, it's not that you just came in and made 300 phone calls. That's taxing on you that you did that. Yeah. But then if you make those 50 phone calls every day, it's less. Yeah. It's fascinating. The number of agents last week who at the, at their, at advance who said that they didn't lead generate and yet sold, you know, 40 plus houses, um, as agents was kind of funny. What's that? It was, it was actually funny because they were like, we didn't do the work and yet we we hit our goals or exceeded them and and that's because they didn't give enough credit to the power of compounding is that because they had compounded that that best practice for 3 plus years they no longer had to do the same work that they once did yeah you know and i, I think about that um a like a a cpa or an attorney or anyone who does like a highly skilled job um, doesn't have to do the put in the same number of hours in year ten that they did in year one, right? Because they've gained experience and wisdom and it. tribal knowledge yeah. that they no longer have to put in the time that they once did. But the only way to get that is compounding. You have to do it time on task over time in order to get that outcome. And and then the fourth reason why I see agents fail is that their environment doesn't align with their habits. Environment is the invisible hand that shapes who we are and the outcomes uh, that we achieve. And yet we neglect to give it the uh, credit that it is deserved. And that's because um, environment seems like it has no impact on what you do every day. And yet um, what I found is that environment is what allows the goals to become reality if it's structured correctly. The easiest way that this makes sense to me is thinking about using this weight loss analogy. If there are cookies on the counter in my house, like there are, I promise you I will eat them. In fact, what I did right before you we were went eating on. Them. That's I right. I just watched you eat them. That's right. It's just, <laughs> a, little, it's just like, a little bite. You didn't even, have, you didn't even ask me if I wanted That's one. That's right. It was a nibble. So, <laughs> you didn't even have a hole. That is a perfect example of the environment of not aligning with the habit I just told you that I wanted, right? right Which was yeah. prioritizing health. Right. And yet, having something in the environment that isn't aligned with my habits is what causes a, what amounted to be a really subconscious response to just have a bite three minutes before we turn the camera on and have a conversation about solid breakfast, right? Yeah. So, so then I think about then how does environment show up as a real estate agent? And then knowing that environment is one of the top reasons that, that causes someone to fail. How do we create the environment that causes us to win instead? So you just have, for one, I think people have to actually give it the credit that it's due. Because for one, like I did it, but when we were prepping for the show, I discounted this because I was like, eh, you know, I could work from a, you know, a locker room or from my car. But 
in our reality, we spend a lot of time talking about environmental pressures in my personal life that affect my business yeah, and how those need to be fixed. And so if this does not make, this is a huge deal. And what's yeah, so is. huge about it is it's invisible. Yeah, it is. It's invisible. Like if, if your environment, that includes people, that includes like the space in which you are, are in, that includes the tools and the systems. If those aren't in line with where you're trying to go, you have to fix that. Yeah. You know, in the, in the book, the one thing um, Jay and Gary talk about building a bunker. Right. Is in that, and the concept of building a bunker is, is creating an environment that aligns with what you said you were going to focus on. Yeah. And then having it be so reinforced, the distractions can't come into the bunker and disrupt you from what you set out to go accomplish. And that is one of the hardest things to implement yeah. and to maintain and create, especially in our house with a four year old who I love dearly but he don't give a damn about yeah. my bunker or about, about my environment. Yeah, he don't care. He just wants to see blues that's clues right. or whatever. That's right. that's <laughs> so right. that's his thing. So, and so what I know is, is that if I, ha if I want to attain that level of focus, that means I have to leave, right? Is I have to go somewhere where the environment can align with my outcome because I can't control what, what, what a toddler wants you'll to be do, distracted right? you'll get you'll and you yeah. won't get and this is the thing we talk about like your you know self-care like you you if if you're dealing with like stress because you can't get your work done that's another thing that we haven't really and yeah. that cumulative effect can kind of take advantage so I think this is really a really important thing uh, that that doesn't really get discussed yeah like um another <laughs> this is Lauren, Lauren wants a Peloton for Christmas. Okay. And I'm like, this is great. Like, okay, awesome. Normally I'm, I'm on board for that. Not that I'm not on board for yeah, that. Right. Yeah. However, my first thought was environment it was like, now I just mentioned that we have a toddler, right. Who like is, as you guys know, like if if there's someone here, he has to be like all about he's all like it, yeah. he's all him all the time, right? Running 110 mile an hour. Yeah, he's at that age where he runs everywhere. Literally yeah. everywhere. Yeah. Like I'm tired watching him. Homie, right? <laughs> like homie is nonstop. Homie breathing like, hard. Full speed all day, every day, right? And I'm like, when's she gonna when is he gonna leave her alone long enough for her to ride a bike? Yeah. That was the first thing that goes in my head. It's like this, that's your ha that's the habit you want. The environment is not currently aligned align. for that habit. Right. So how can you make that happen? That's right. So, because that's why we often fail in our like weight loss and our that's business. Right. That's right. Is because we have these goals, but the alignment. Yeah. It's the application of that is where we fall. Yep. Yep. And that and so so in order to in order to ensure that an agent it does not. Um, fail to achieve their desired outcome, they have to have a plan that accounts for the environment that aligns with their goals. And that could be something that gets really intricate and gets uh, a bit more complex oftentimes than is necessary. A example I'll give is I realized there's a couple things. I um, have a leadership report that's due every week at every, every Friday at noon. I have probably hit that noon deadline three out of 30 weeks. Like okay. I 
for whatever, I'm like, there's something that like, I miss that damn deadline every week. Okay. I have to then make, I have a decision to make. Okay. I'm either have to change something in the environment and change a system for it. Right. Or create right. a system. That's right. Yeah. I either have to get a creative system to, or change something that in my environment, whether that's my calendar or something in my routine um, that's causing me to miss that deadline. Right. And so, um, so in doing that, or like I teach a class every Monday at noon and I end up spending a lot of my noon prepping for that, a lot of my Monday prepping for that class. Right. Well, now I have someone else prepping it on to get it to me by Friday so that I can have it reviewed and ready sooner than, than what I was doing previously. I had to make environmental changes to get the outcome that I was missing. Got it. Cause I was, I was not hitting my debt, my own deadlines, my own goals. And I had to start to audit my environment that says, okay, something in my environment is causing this, whether it's a system or a habit or a person, something's missing the environment to give me the outcome. I've got to change the environment <laughs> to change the outcome. It, but you know, Mike, before we transition, I want to talk about on the next episode is that environment is not just physical, right? Is there is a mental and spiritual um, environment that we all live in that also impacts whether or not agents fail to achieve their goals. We'll talk about that environment next.